0: On Joy, 99.7 FM here in Accra, Kumasi on Love, 99.5 FM. Affiliates across Ghana, 16 regions. We are on ATL FM in Cape Coast, Gangai FM in Jirapa, Radio Wa in Wa, Flow FM in flower. We are live on X Spaces. We are on Facebook. We are on myjoyonline.com. The midday news is sponsored by Petrol your clean oil in full quantity. Petrol is always a delightful experience. Also brought to you by Duro Plus Ghana, limited producers of quality PVC and HDP pipes and water tank. We are the only water storage tank with a level indicator and where Dura Plus goes, water always flows. This afternoon, some electoral areas in the Ashanti and eastern regions participate in the district level and units committee elections following technical hitches and inadequate logistics on Tuesday leading to its postponement. We'll touch base with our reporters on the ground to get the very latest. Meanwhile, electoral commission scores itself high marks despite the challenges that plagued the elections. Will be able to
1: uh, give the good people of this uh, this country the exact turnout. So let me ask you: on a scale of zero to ten, how would you score yourself? I think we we, we are we are well within uh, seven point five to eight.
0: Also this afternoon, the controller and accountant general, a civil servant, is staring controversy by picking up forms to contest the NPP parliamentary primaries in the Achim constituency in the eastern region while in office.
2: Three aspirants have picked forms to contest for the parliamentary seats. And these uh, on the sitting MP, that is Kennedy, was followed by Mr. Jerome Kwame Akordo and then Mr. Kwesi, the controller and accountant general.
0: But what does the law say about civil servants engaging in overt partisan politics while in office? We have details for you and after years of disagreement, Ghana and Togo are on the verge of signing a maritime boundary delimitation agreement to resolve the ocean boundary dispute.
3: We have been able to solve a maritime boundary through negotiation and mediation. So going to the International Tribunal of the Law of the Sea of this, uh, is this issue, unlike uh, what happened between Ghana and uh, Cote d'Ivoire.
0: We have details as the Ghana Boundary Commission says it will unlock economic opportunities in that part of the ocean for investors who are eagerly awaiting an amicable settlement. We have sports.
4: Where the sports ministry is expecting 5 billion global viewership for the upcoming Africa Games next March.
0: Feliz <laughs> And of course, an unforgettable Christmas treat awaits everyone at Christmas party in the park. We have Ifia Kobna Kobna and Kwampa to feature at the largest family gathering at the Abri Botanical Gardens. Our
5: daddy's corner is coming back with a bang. The artists are ready. Ifia, we have Kavna Kavna, we have Kwampa, and
0: loads of other surprise acts. That's and more in this afternoon's edition of the Midday News. I am MFA Apau and this is your home of independent, fearless, and credible journalism. Please do stay on for details. And we start off from the election headquarters. And this afternoon, the district level election resumes after voting in certain electoral areas in the Ashanti and eastern regions were brought to a halt and rescheduled due to cha- technical challenges. All these challenges, we are told, range from delays in printing and delivering ballot papers to technical challenges in verification machines across various regions. Already, there have been concerns regarding voter apathy, particularly in the light of the elections rescheduled in some areas, despite the Electoral Commission's effort to Achieve a sixty percent turnout from all citizens. However, today voting has commenced in these selected areas in the Ashanti region and East End to elect assembly and units committee members. My colleague Emmanuel Brightquick, who started all off for us from the Mayshia South constituency, joins us live with details. Emmanuel what can you report so far from the stations that you visited? All right, so and
1: um, here in the Ashanti region, um, we about 200 um, electoral areas that were exempted from Tuesday's election, but I can confirm that today almost all of them um, are voting as of now. So when I visited um, the Misha South um, electoral area, the turnout um, wasn't quite good. It was terribly low. Um, As I went there, only 20 out of the 300, over 300 voters had received or come to um, the premises um, to vote. So here in Kumasi, what we understand is that because today um, happens to be the last market day ahead of the um, Christmas festivities, most of these voters didn't go to um, the, the, the premises to cast their ballots. And what the, um, let's say, the unit committee members or the aspirants are doing now is that um, they are trying to vote or move these people from their homes, trying to get them vehicles um, from their homes and then come I mean, and even cook for them. Um, so that they can just incentivize them, then come to uh, the center and then cast their ballots for them. So MFR, that's is what is currently happening here at um, India Shanti region regarding their district level elections.
0: And that's my colleague Emmanuel Quick, who I'll take you to the eastern region where Kofi sian is monitoring events for us. Is a New job in South municipality in the eastern region. What's the situation there, Kofi?
1: Okay, MFR, so I've been able to visit two of the constituencies, that is the New in South, and the new job in North constituency. You know, in the eastern region, uh, in the first phase of the election, that is on the 19th December, only 13 out of the 27 districts in the region were able to cast their vote. But today the rest are also voting. And uh, within or uh, among the uh, polling stations that I have visited, uh, the election is ongoing smoothly. The voters are content with the process, except that they are uh, complaining
6: about the turnout. Some of them uh, spoke to join So far, so good. Except that because the election was postponed from Tuesday to today, many people who turn up have not yet turned up to vote. But we believe that they will come back to vote because today is a market day in California, so most of them have to sit to their businesses before they come. But generally, I think it, it is better. Actually, we've been here since um, 5 a.m., and
1: the process has been is going on very smoothly. Yes, we've not heard of any violence or chaos.
6: As 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 it stands, everything is normal. Everything is going on.
0: Well, so that's the situation in part of the Ashanti and the Eastern Regions and voting is currently underway. You heard our reporters on that. But we've been speaking to the Deputy Chairperson of the Electoral Commission in charge of Corporate Services, Dr. Bosman Asari. And guess what? He's calling the EC a high mark for its handling of the District Assembly elections despite encountering several challenges during the process.
1: But based on the information coming to us, in some of the places, electoral areas, the turnout was even more than eighty uh, percent. In some of the uh, electoral areas <coughs> in the country, so we are waiting. When we finish and we have all the information, we'll be able to uh, give the good people of this uh, this country the exact turnout. So let me ask you: on a scale of zero to ten, how will you score yourself?
0: So I think we 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 are, we are well within uh, seven point five to eight. If we have done all the Tuesday's rescheduled elections, but she remains detained. Uh, seven point five to eight. If we have done all on- this, yes, Anita Sewa Ajuga puts a spotlight on a woman who hopes to transform her community by creating more educational platforms for school-going children.
5: In spite of the strive to increase women participation in local leadership, few women are defying the status quo. Among such is Dora Yebua, popularly known as Ay, a donuts vendor who is contesting to become the first female assembly member at Ejia Ahimbronum in the Ashanti region.
6: I have been part of the
0: unit committee for the past eight years. I decided to contest for assembly member after the death of the assemblyman. So,
6: I standing Many first time standing As
5: a female who wishes not to stay behind the fire and enjoy what she does best, Dora is taking the bold step to serve the interests of her
6: people.
0: That's uh, Sewa Adjoga's report read to you. While in the political arena, dominated by degrees and pedigrees, she emerged as a force to be reckoned with. The first woman to clinch victory in the assembly elections, defying conventional norms and challenging the status quo. Armed not with formal education but with unwavering determination, she faced three educated contenders proving that the power of passion can triumph over the privilege of diplomas. That's the story of Faustina Keswa. She explains further. What men can do, women can also do. It doesn't matter what tax it is. When women have power, they're more open to everyone. I've observed that women here have more issues than men and therefore need a courageous woman to stand in for them. And I am that courageous woman. and that's for Sina there in the Awoshi electoral area. We're still a while longer on politics, this time focusing on the new patriotic party and some incumbent members of the party are expected to face fierce contests as filing of nominations for the party's parliamentary elections continues. The party opened nominations yesterday and while some MPs will not be seeking re-election, others will be facing a tough internal contest. Nanabwachi Dankwaiyadom visited some constituencies in the Ashanti region. Here's his report.
6: At the Quabri East constituency in the Ashanti region, five aspirants, including Patrick Amwakokufo, have come up to contest the primary as the incumbent MP. Francesca Otin Mensa declares the intention not to contest again. Comparing our candidates to the other candidates, there is a wide gap between even the certain MP and our candidates according to the ashanti regional secretary of the mpp kwame Adumapia, the party will not impose a candidate on constituencies
3: we want to retain candidates who we can solve and so well free and fair elections will be run for all the constituencies mr Adumapia says the party
6: has put up strategies to help win all 47 seats in the ashanti region
3: so the enthusiasm shown by our 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 numerous supporters is an indication that the party is still strong within the region. And we know that at the end of the day, the delegates down there will pick whoever is qualified and popular amongst the contestants. So that at the end of the day, 2024, December 7th, we will retain all the 47 seats for the MPP.
6: For Joy News, Nana Boachie Kumasi
0: and Yadom joins us on the line he's been monitoring the situation in menshia and mansoong kwanta and uh, let's start off with menshia what can you report from there
1: all right so in menshia south we are told that the energy minister dr matthew oboku Prempe, did pick his form yesterday well surprisingly menshia south constituency normally would have the energy minister um taking the forms alone with no other person contesting him. but yesterday there was another gentleman who pulled up to also pick his forms to contest the Energy Minister, Dr. Matthew Poku-Prento. Also, in the Manso Quanta um, constituency, there are four people who are seeking to contest the incumbent member of Parliament, Honourable Obinkechi. We have the former member of Parliament, Professor Joseph albert Kwam, who lost his seat, um, who lost the chance to become member of Parliament for the constituency in the 2020 general election. Also, the Deputy Managing Director for the National Investment Bank, alongside the former Assembly Member for the District, um, Frederick Kujo, and Nkansa. And so, for the Manso Quanta, Constituency, these four people will be pulling up against the incumbent member of parliament to be honorable obeying the chief.
0: And um, COP retired, Alex Mensah, the man in the center of the IGP tape, we're told he's also picked his phone yesterday. <laughs>
1: Yes, <laughs> and a COP retired Alex Mensa did pick his forms yesterday. Well, we know the COP would not be contesting the five seat alone. Lawyer, Ralph Opoku, a would also uh, be contesting COP Alex Mensa. Both of them did pick their forms yesterday alongside one gentleman who has pulled up in the five constituency today, uh, Mr. Kwabinenyame. So these three names have popped up in the five constituency where we know that the incumbent member of parliament, Joseph osei who's a deputy um, speaker of parliament, would not be contested anymore.
0: That's my colleague Nana Buache Dangkwa Iyadom bringing us up to speed on those who've picked forms so far. But one man who's also picked his form that's stirring a lot of controversy is the controller and accountant general, Kwesi Kwenin Busumpim. He picked his forms at the Achim Swedru constituency for the NPP parliamentary primaries. He officially confirmed his intention to contest the race following the picking of nomination forms on Wednesday. Well, we can hear from the Achim Swedru NPP constituency secretary, Daniel Intri confirmed that he has picked his forms yesterday.
2: As at close of work yesterday three aspirants have picked forms to contest for the parliamentary seat for Achimsuedu. And these are on the on sitting MP that is Honourable Kennedy Osenyaku. Uh, he was followed by Mr. Jerome Kwame Akodo and then Mr. Kwesi Kweni the controller and accountant general. These are people who are well known in the constituency. So for us I do not think um it's really prudent to you know go into all these for now for now i wouldn't be in a position to to, to tell uh, I, I think this this is incumbent upon the uh, vetting committee yeah to find out at the appropriate time
5: but as an insider you're not aware whether he has resigned or not
2: no for now i don't have any information to that effect
0: well, so that's the confirmation about um, the Controller and Accountant General, Kwesi picking his forms at the Achim Suedru NPP um, there. And also, we are learning, at least Joy News understands he has not relinquished his job as a civil servant and engaging in active partisan politics. Um, let's bring in Samuel Mbua of our political desk joins us on, for more on this particular developing story. You've been checking and checking. What have you found?
5: Well, MFR, I've checked with the party at the national level. I've also checked at the Controller and Accountant General's office. Office and all indications um, point to the fact that he's still at post and he hasn't relinquished his post as we speak now. I, pre- I placed calls to his personal lines which he hasn't answered and um, people closer to him have actually confirmed that he hasn't resigned from his post.
0: Well, the law is clear on a civil servant actively engaging in partisan politics and head of our legal desk, Richard Kujonyako, joins us in studio. Walk us through what the law says. Well,
6: so um, in a case brought against the Attorney General and two others by the Civil and Local Government Staff Association of Ghana, the Supreme Court made the following interpretations. One, that a member of the civil service or local government service does not have a right to contest for elections for political party office or hold political party office while still a member of the civil service or local government service the second interpretation is that a member of the civil service or local government service does not have the right to remain a member of the civil service or local government service after his or her nomination by a political party or otherwise to contest for election as a member of parliament moreover such a person shall resign from his or her office immediately his or her political activities have become overt and so what the explanation is that so until the electoral commission receives his nomination on the ticket of the party uh, he can still feel free to go about what he is doing currently
0: well uh, this is a matter that we'll continue uh, to interrogate and look into we are yet to hear from the head of the civil service on this and whether there are any actions that will be taking. Are we waiting uh, for the EC or the NPP to receive all the nomination forms before action is taken? That is yet to be seen, but we'll bring you more subsequently. But after years of disagreement, Ghana and Togo are close to signing a maritime boundary delimitation agreement, which will bring to an end the dispute over the boundary of the two countries in the ocean. The Ghana Boundary Commission is currently meeting a delegation from Togo in Accra to settle on dates for the signing of the agreement by the president of both countries. Currently, fishing and other economic activities are prohibited in the trans boundary or disputed area. National coordinator for the Ghana Boundary Commission, Major General Emmanuel Kortia says once the agreement is signed, it will unlock economic opportunities in that part of the ocean for investors eagerly awaiting an amicable settlement. Ghana and Togo have been engaged in negotiations over the maritime boundary since 2018.
3: The key issues that uh, we are going to discuss is basically on the valuations on the transboundary area between Ghana and Togo. And then we would go to discuss uh, the provisional dates that the agreement is supposed to be signed. Remember that as far as the negotiations with Togo is concerned, the joint technical committee between Ghana and Togo has virtually completed its work. It is now at the level of the presidents of Togo and Ghana. Now, hopefully, the two presidents will be meeting very soon. To be uh, to sign the agreement, and it will bring to the finality as far as the maritime boundary. And one thing that we will be patting ourselves is that we have been able to solve a maritime barrier through negotiation and mediation, so going to the International Tribunal of the Law of the Sea to resolve this uh, issue, unlike uh, what happened between Ghana and uh, Côte d'Ivoire.
0: Well, let me bring in my colleague maxwell Agbagba of our security that's following this and um, closely for us let's talk about the meetings what are we learning about when exactly we can sign this agreement
1: well um of, uh, discussions um are still underway between um the two countries um it was later in the day we should um have a date and this agreement should be signed that is when all things go according to plan and um, it is just the expectation and the hope of the Ghanaian delegation that um, a date to be able to um, settle um, on a date but, I mean, but this maritime boundary dispute between Ghana and Togo has existed for more than 40 years and negotiations to um, resolve it began in 2018 now a joint Ghana-Togo maritime delimitation technical it was formed to see how best to deal with the disagreement, and so far, we are told by both sides that um, they are making progress. Um, Ghana in the past submitted a provisional demarcation line at a meeting that took place, but Togo um, rejected it. Um, President Ekufoado and um, Togo's first foreign 2021, expressed their determination to reach an agreement on the maritime delimitation um, between the two countries. Um, so as I speak to you now, the meeting um, is underway. um Later in the day, I'm told by 2 p.m. there should be a communique, and that communique hopefully will communicate the date when the agreement uh, will be signed.
0: Maxwell Agbagba of our security, they're taking us on a quick break here on the midday news. And after 40 years of disagreement, Ghana and Togra are on the verge of signing a maritime boundary delimitation agreement to resolve their ocean boundary dispute. We've been also hearing from the Electoral Commission as it scores itself high marks despite the challenges that played the district level elections and checking on the Ashanti and Easting um, electoral areas participating in the district level and unit committee elections. Following technical hitches and inadequate logistics on Tuesday, that led to its postponement we'll return from the break with sports and then an unforgettable christmas treat awaits everyone at this year's joy fm family party in the park to feature at the largest family gathering at the Bree botanical garden our daddy's corner is coming back with a bang. The artists are ready. Ifia, we have Kavna
5: Kavna, we have Kwampa and loads of other surprise acts. They are all ready. You know, the children love their musical chairs. They love their sack race. And all of those, we have them ready.
2: I want to wish you a merry
7: in full quantity. The world awaits this. The journey begins in Accra. Prepare to witness a global spectacle, Africa's biggest theoretical venture, the second coming of Enkroma by Latif Abubakar. Our independence is meaningless
3: unless it link up to the total liberation of the African continent.
7: Experience the fusion of captivating drama, vibrant dances capturing the spirit of Africa. Freedom. Live at the Crime International Conference Centre, 28, 29th and 30th of December, 2023. Two shows each day, 4pm and 8pm. Dial star 711 star 10 hush to purchase or visit theafricanfestival.com. Tickets are also available at Koala, Airport Shell, Joy FM and Bachona Total. Call 0571-900-900 for details. The second coming off in Africa's biggest theatrical venture, is brought to you by MNC Group Global. In partnership with Joy Entertainment and Grand News Plus are powered by the African Festival.
0: Thanks for staying with us on the Midday News. Time for sports. Fentu Tahiru Fentu is here.
4: And there's a head spinning story here because the Minister for Youth and Sports, Mustafa Yusef, says he expects a global audience of more than 5 billion people to watch the 2023 Africa Games. Uh, now Ghana will host the competition from March 8 to March 23, 2024, with hosting facilities uh, Boteman and the University of Ghana. Now, speaking on the floor of Parliament last week, uh, Yousef revealed a partnership with the Olympic Channel is anticipated to attract these audience to watch the games.
7: We are
3: expecting over 5,000 athletes, 3,000 officials, volunteers, 2,000 volunteers, and spectators in thousands in terms of online and global viewing we are expecting more than 5 billion because we are partnering with the Olympic Channel as one of the media partners that will be broadcasting the sporting facilities eh?
7: that's
4: Mustafa you see on the floor of Parliament Now, world the reason Cup. this is spinning heads is mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. the FIFA World Cup mm-hmm. the biggest competition in How the world sporting competition have? in the world attracted just over 5 billion in global viewership. We will
0: get more. Thank you, (laughs) Fentu, for sports. Now, there's pressure this afternoon on the finance minister to provide full disclosure on the controversial $100 million a year revenue assurance contract to Strategic Mobilization Limited, SML, after more contradictions emerged in the Ghana Revenue Authority's justification. Private legal practitioner and energy analyst Kwame Jantua has questioned the silence of the finance ministry. The minority in parliament insists the GRA's explanation only confirms the need to immediately cancel the contract and fully investigate the circumstances surrounding the finance minister's decision to direct the expansion of the questionable revenue assurance contract to sml there's more in this report
5: these comments follow a documentary titled the three billion CD lie by the fourth estate alleging that the finance ministry ordered an expansion of the sml contract for 10 years estimating it could yield the company hundred million dollars annually the documentary also claims that the expansion was directed despite the company making false claims about its savings through revenue assurance in the downstream sector. The GRA had backed SML's initial claim that it saved Ghana more than 3 billion cities. The GRA backing comes despite the MD of the company, Christian Soti, denying the company saved the state that much. That's
7: why that's that's uh, I told you from the beginning. I said I don't know about this.
5: Within SML itself, There are contradictions on this subject of the 3 billion seeded savings. This week, head of IT, Prince Sapong, contradicted publicly his boss. We can confidently say that there
4: has been an average monthly increase of 100 million liters. So if you multiply it by 24
5: months, that will arrive at the 3 billion that we talked about. This current position of the head of IT contradicts his own earlier assertions when the fourth estate First put the question to himself and his boss during the investigations.
1: The last
4: presentation I, I, I did, our uh, audit system, our system can generate expected revenue. So what we did was not even the accurate figure. We never we never talked about accuracy because we are not GRE. Only GRE can give you accurate figure. So when we're talking about this, it depends on how it was reported.
5: The GRE claims in this statement that SML is only paid if there is value addition. However, the contract specifies that SML is not required to add value to the upstream petroleum and gold sectors. Meanwhile, private legal practitioner Kwame Jantua has challenged the finance ministry to clarify the conflicting facts about the contract. Why isn't the finance minister showing? anything why is he silent what did giro give them the contract
1: giro is party to the contract but the person the institution that uh, gave them the contract
0: was the minister of finance that's a news desk report now you took an investment risk and lost out that's the lawyer for defunct gold dealership Fair men's gold to a customer who invested more than five million ghana cities richard kujunyaku was in court for us joins us on the line and joins us in studio i beg your pardon richard what more can you report well so Stephen atipo invested 5.2
6: million ghana cities within a spate of three months and got a lump sum of five hundred and two thousand ghana cities he has seven separate trading agreement with men's gold company limited and made all purchases of gold for seven transactions at a brew marketing consult office located as pink Tex. he explained that the men's gold trading agreement were produced and signed at the term branch office of men's gold in accordance with the laid down procedure of the court. so uh, the case has been agenda the 15th of january
0: thank you very much richard Kudunyako. time for tech thursday and it's award with awards all the way and husk technologies an agri-tech company emerged as a winner of the mating edition of the national innovation challenge organized by the national entrepreneurship and innovation program the winning innovation from Hass technologies is a mobile cocoa pod breaking machine setting it apart from any other currently available on the market there's more in this report chocolate cocoa powder just to mention a few of the delicacies from cocoa but even before they can be processed into these the pods must first be harvested painstakingly cracked open and the beans extracted from it that process is the most difficult part of the cocoa processing chain Farmers usually have to break these ports with either a cutlass or a wooden clap, which requires much effort and time. But there is a solution. It's
4: an automatic mobile cocoa pot breaking machine, thereby increasing productivity by over 700%.
0: Ni Ade Adefu, the founder of Hask Technologies and winner of the National Innovation Challenge, has developed a mobile cocoa pot breaking machine with the capacity to break 7,000 200 cooker
5: pots in an hour. With our new design, our machine has the capacity to break over 7,000 pots per hour.